Welcome to Tea Time with Monica. Are you ready to spill some tea? Hello loves, welcome to Tea Time with Monica. Well, I couldn't highlight Trailblazers in the Plus community without spotlighting the pioneer Gwen DeVoe. For those of you who don't know her, and trust me if you don't, I don't know why, because Auntie Gwen is everything. She is a former freelance plus model turned fashion event producer. Gwen mentors and coaches women interested in the plus size modeling and entrepreneurship. She has been instrumental in creating a number of platforms for the plus size fashion community. The most notable being Full Figured Fashion Week. Now y'all know this has been the Oscars of the plus community for years, honey, over a decade. So due to the pandemic though, in June, 2020, Gwen successfully launched a virtual model of Full Figured Fashion Week, which was amazing. The success of the event and devastation of the pandemic encouraged Gwen to publish her first ebook, Pivot, Don't Panic, How to Turn Your In-Person Event into a successful successful virtual experience. Welcome, Gwen. Hi, my doll. How are you? You're looking lovely today. Thank you. You too. Oh, I miss you so much, Gwen. I miss you too. I'm we, so you know you when you and I get together, baby. That tea. We've been spilling the tea before you had the podcast. I think. Yes, we had. <laughs> we had. But we had. That's the energy we give to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Well, let's start with a quote as I always do. And the quote says, it's really important for us to be unapologetic, to be bold, to be brave, and to take huge risks. How does this quote speak to your work? Well, first of all, um, to be unapologetic. Everybody knows I am definitely the epitome (laughs) of being unapologetic. Yes. but. How it speaks to my work is that, you know, when I first started Full Figure Fashion Week, um, there were, uh, I would say, various programs, shows, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, initiatives already out there. So for me to do Full Figure Fashion Week, I didn't see it as a strange undertaking. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I also know that we have not yet gotten the respect And when I say we, I'm talking about the plus size models, designers, um, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and and everybody in the plus industry, we were just a small little collective and everyone was trying to, you know, put their stamp on everything that they were doing. And so what I wanted to do was come out with a bold statement, you know, um, of inclusion in fashion and be unapologetic about it. You know, um, I had a lot of people that wanted to um, partner with me, but mm-hmm. I could have had a lot more money um, by adding these individuals, right. you know, as a partner, but I wanted to do it my way. I wanted to be unapologetic because I wanted certain models. Mm-hmm. I wanted my models to be compensated. So I did it my way. And that's why I think that, you know, that whole term unapologetic, that's just so me. It um, is. Being authentic and what I want to do and sometimes taking the risk because the risk was for me in creating Full Figure Fashion Week mm-hmm. was not letting some of these larger names. I was just a girl from Harlem right. doing fashion shows in the neighborhood and that kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I allowed some of these other individuals to partner with me. I probably, this thing probably would have been, it would have grown probably even faster you know, and we mm-hmm. would have probably gotten even more recognition um, faster, you know? Yeah. Um, just just by their name and, and collaborating with them. But I didn't want that. I wanted to be done my way, you know? I wanted to be done my way. And that was a huge risk for me because when yeah. you turn down blah, 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 and sookie, 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 <laughs> you know, that's like, who are you to say no to us? Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a negative thing. It was just like, I wanted to do it and I wanted to do it my way. Well, the bigger the risk, the bigger the success. And mm-hmm. you have been very successful over the years. It just took me a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but I'm grateful to uh, individuals like you um, and some of the other media outlets 
Um, and back then we used to call them bloggers. So I always, you know, mm -hmm. I always shout out the bloggers because if it wasn't for the bloggers, Full Figure Fashion Week would not have become nationally known mm -hmm. as it is now. It would have taken me a lot longer, particularly mm -hmm. since I didn't allow or invite blah, 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 and she, she, she yeah. um, in to collaborate with me, you know? Yeah, but I like that you did it your way and you didn't let anybody get in the way of what you were trying to do. Because, you know, over time you did start to add in other brands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had to learn when you go, for me as a producer, once you go from creating local events and you want to do something on a larger scale, mm -hmm. I didn't, I did not have the, um, the knowledge, the expertise. What I did know was that I was a great organizer, you know, from yeah. a birthday party to a baby shower. And I just took that and started to add people to my team who had the similar knowledge base and mm -hmm. we grouped together. You know, when I look yeah. at some of the, the images and some of the videos from the first Full Figure Fashion Week and see where we've grown, just by adding on the talent, you mm -hmm. know, and, 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 and varying your team so that people come with their own separate set of sets of expertise that's it's not just me it's the whole right. one team yes you know, i know how to do everything now i just want to let y'all know <laughs> well you know what you you before we get to how you've poured into so many people in the industry and just people in general i think you've always said as though i've heard you say at plenty of you know panel discussions you have to know what everybody else on your team does just a Absolutely. little bit so you know it's done right that's true that's true. And that's that's a huge part of production. Like, I remember Monica back in the day. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, we fashion show producers, most of us were models at one point. So we, we, we think we know, you know, everything about producing a fashion show. And we would kill ourselves producing the show, walking mm -hmm. in the show, commentating the show. <laughs> we would just try to do everything. And then it just dawned on me like, okay, you know what? Maybe you need to be more behind the scenes to make sure that mm -hmm. things run well. Right. You know, in my first early days, I walked in the show, I commentated the show, then I would throw the mic to somebody else so I could change. It was too much. Yeah, you took on a lot. You took on the whole show. But it wasn't just me. A lot of the a lot of the um, producers. That's what we did because it was so. That's what that's what was in us. You have mm -hmm. to take part. You have to know. So when I took myself out from the front and put myself in the back, I could see where the problem areas are. Mm. That's how you troubleshoot. You sit down, you can't troubleshoot from behind the podium. You have to go backstage and you're like, okay, well, why are these two tables together? Because then if they're so close together, then the makeup artists and the models can't go. You know, it's just- Yeah, just the little things. And that was before you can hire a backstage manager. See, there were no backstage managers in because we didn't have any money. Mm. you know so, so I was everything I was everything but then as you begin to grow and you see where your needs are in production mm -hmm. you start bringing in other people but even though I brought them in baby I watched them like a hawk because I need to know every yeah. aspect of production I can do some of everything the only thing I can't do is put that set together <laughs> Those, those pieces, putting that runway together and stuff, that's the boys' work for me. Sorry. Sorry to be yeah. all girly, but that's not me. So what was it like for you to start pouring into people when you started seeing people's expertise and said, okay, I want to bring you on my team, but I also want to guide you because you had already been doing this for so long? Well, there are two things. So for me, I'm always looking for the underdog. Like, mm -hmm. I will always hire the person who's kind of shy and kind of quiet, you know, mm -hmm. um, because sometimes in this business, when you're too quiet, people think, oh, what's wrong with him or her? Or she's probably not that good or he's probably not that good. Me, I'm like, I take you as you are. Right. You know, once I know you have the skill, um, I think that the other thing, too, is so many times, particularly with me, everybody thinks that I want to hire someone who has a booming personality like mine. Nope. Sometimes that nope. doesn't mix. Girl, we all can't be crazy and loud like <laughs> me. Okay, somebody has to get the work done. Someone has to be quiet, you know. Mm -hmm. So I've always looked for different kinds of personalities, which brings me to this point, Monica. When mm -hmm. you are putting together your team, you have to be careful with the personalities. 
You have to bring in like personalities. All the personalities don't have to be the same. Some people are like, oh, she's not bubbly enough. I don't want her on my team. Again, Mm -hmm. we all can't be laughing and acting silly. Who's going to do the work? You're right. So I would always kind of get those offbeat people, you know, those those people who most people tend to ignore. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I'm walking. I'm looking at the skill. If the skill is good, I Mm -hmm. want you on the team. And so I would always pick those people and sometimes get left out. You know, it's like that 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 chubby kid, you know, in the playground. You know, yeah. I would always put that put that person to play kickball with because I was a chubby person too. So let's chubby together <laughs> and kick ass and win this game. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I would look for those kinds of people. So I didn't realize at that point it was pouring into them, but I guess mm-hmm. that's what it was. Yeah. And from there, people were like, wow, she worked with Gwen. Okay, so I want to hire them, you know? Yeah. I, I, a lot of my team members have gotten jobs just from working, other jobs just from working on both of the fashion week, which makes me happy. You see, that's amazing. That's a true testament to the work you've done because yeah. you poured into the industry as a person who's just like, we need to be known, we need to be seen. Mm-hmm. And then you picked out those people who weren't being seen just like you did with that and made them seen on another level. Yeah. Look and then it also means that when I book them again, they charge me less. So listen. <laughs> so look, it's a win-win. Strategy. There's always a strategy for me. Look, it's a win-win situation yeah. out here. <laughs> Honey, it's got to do for you. It's got to do for me. <laughs> no, that's right. Well, you, you've been on, in the industry for a while. You've seen so much. What has been the most influential change in recent years? What has been the most influential change? Um, I think the most influential change in the industry has been our access mm-hmm. to the internet mm-hmm. and social media. Okay, that's just yeah. like a no-brainer. Right, right. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, things that are being done now and how they are being done in our industry. It was harder for me. Because, you know, we were just starting to use social media, you know. Um, I remember pre-social media back in the day, in order to get just 100 people into my shows, I would have to go out on the streets of New York and give out like 25,000 flyers. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? It was hard. I would go to parties and just hand out flyers and I would hire the little flyer guy, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, he recently passed away and he would go to the different parties that I wasn't interested in, but he would give out the, the, the you know, we call them marketing materials now. Charlie just yeah. flies. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, he just so, flies now. <laughs> just flies, honey. Just flies. So um, our ability to use the internet and to use social media has greatly impacted. And also now it's easier for our voice to be heard. Right. Good and bad. Okay. Um, because now you're gonna give me the good and bad and indifferent on that. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes people will dislike a thing or a person, mm-hmm. and now using social media, um, that opinion is now looked as being credible or real. Mm. Meanwhile, it's just an opinion. It's just one person's opinion. You know, I had one person told me, "I will destroy you." I said, girl, you ain't destroying nothing over here, okay? Because if you post, I'm going to post right back. Right. Of course, the young lady that that sometimes mentors me is like, auntie, you don't always have to take out the trash, okay? And The that, trash will take itself out. The trash will take itself out. And that's, you know, I, and I believe that to be true. But I also believe sometimes, Monica, when, when things like that happen, sometimes you have to show up and mm-hmm. speak speak for yourself. Right. You can't ignore everything, but I digress. Um, so going back to what your question was, I really think that, you know, the biggest change is our ability to influence mm-hmm. and make change happen via social media. I can't imagine go, do, doing it any other way now. Yeah. You you're know? Right. You're right, because even like there are more digital magazines in our in the Plus community than there are to print. And that's because everybody's just on the internet. They just want to see yes. Yes. everything. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
and we can we we can speak out about what we like mm-hmm. what we dislike um and when we speak out on social media about our likes that gives us an opportunity to get more of what we like you know brands are like hey they like this let's add more let you know adding more offerings to what they already have it's just it's amazing yeah it's amazing so pre so you know we've been in this pandemic we've been in covid but pre pandemic what was the toughest thing you had to deal with accepting that even though the majority i guess it's the majority mm-hmm. they think that fff week was the greatest mm-hmm. there was still maybe 10% that didn't think it was the greatest mm. You know, um, and they let their feelings be known sometimes by shunning me mm-hmm. and or my event. You know, mm. that was a hard pill to take. Because even though we say sometimes, I don't really care, I'm doing my thing. Nobody wants to be disliked. <laughs> Nobody wants to be shunned. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so for me, um, I just have to keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um I would rather please those that really want what I'm giving mm-hmm. than trying to, you know, impress others. <laughs> you know, I'm not about impressing. Yeah. Um I want to be authentic in everything that I do and if what I do is not your thing and you don't like it, then it's just, you know, you just move on to people who appreciate it and who enjoy it. So that yeah. was the toughest thing, just trying to get my mind mentally wrapped around like, well, what am I doing that you don't like? Or what is it about me that you don't <laughs> like? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I got over it. But there are times when, you know, you'll see a little, a little shade, you know. Yeah. You know, the shade comes, the shade uh, comes. Just buy some trees. Just buy some trees. <laughs> buy then, some trees, get you a nice little drink. You'll be all right. It's okay. It's all right. People are always going to be people and we're not going to always agree and not everything is for everybody. Yeah. You know, that's just it. But what I did, oh, when I, you know, when I got in the industry, what I did see was you traveled and it didn't matter how large the event was. Sometimes we, you know, we saw each other in so many different states mm-hmm. and it didn't matter if it was a large event, a small event, someone just doing their first year of it. If they invited you, you made, I was an there. Effort, yeah, you made an effort to come. <laughs> and it was like always a big thing. Oh my gosh, Gwen is here. I know. Gwen the King. Gwen the King. <laughs> yeah. I used to do that. You did. You did. And I loved it because I think, Monica, you know, I don't know everybody that supports me, obviously. Right. F Week has such a large support base. But I think that my attending other people's events and supporting them lent itself to how I how grateful I was mm-hmm. to the community for supporting me. Right. I will say that I have been counseled in the past that my particularly if it's if it wasn't such a great event, mm-hmm. my sitting in the front row, okay, mm-hmm. of a not so great event somehow validated the event in the wrong way. Mm. And I thought about that, particularly if it wasn't a great event. And I got on that 6 a.m. flight back home and I was tired. (laughs) And a part of me was like, this was not worth it. You got to stop doing this. But, you know, I had to start somewhere, too. And I'm sure that there may have been just one or two. Full figure mm-hmm. fashion, full figure fashion weeks where people didn't have a good time because the mm-hmm. rest of them were bomb. I well, don't. <laughs> I know when I was in New York, I was like, "This is the life, honey." <laughs> All the but, parties you was having, shoot everything. I was like, "This is the life." What you talking about? I was, no. I was happy. I was like, "We're in New York. I'm partying." <laughs> but what if I wasn't in New York? I'm just Man. saying that you know, I, my greatest thing was I wanted people to stop comparing other people's shows to Full Figure Fashion Week. Okay, Full Figure Fashion Week was unique in many ways, but Mm -hmm. who doesn't want to come to New York? Right. In the summer, you know, we got, you know, at the P, at the white party, who doesn't? I was about to say, that white party, you was happy to get on that boat and sell 
Listen, I may keep the white. If I stop full figure fashion week, I may just keep the white party just for. Please keep the white party. You don't need to do nothing point. else. Keep the white party. Listen, and you know who I used to emulate my white party was? Like in New York. I don't know. Is it New York? I don't know. But P. Diddy used to have all of these. a party. What? And I'm like, I need my yacht party to be like P. Diddy's. Right. I need all the fabulous, they need to dress up. Mm-mm. Hey, this ain't no jean, white jeans and white tanks. I need everybody dressed up. And we did. Y'all love that white party. Honey, I, I still got videos. What you talking about? Yeah. I still got, look, I still got videos. Of- Monica, I have a video of you doing, I don't know, there's some song. Oh, Bodak Yellow by Cardi B, okay. <laughs> And y'all do this? Yeah. Oh, y'all be like, oh, the swag, oh, no, the swag serve. That was the swag serve. We the whole boat. Yes. It looks so surreal. But it was epic. Yes, three, four hundred people. Like, I'm like, what are they doing? They're like, oh, I mean, that's that small bubble. I'm like, okay. Oh yeah, you got the swag surf, honey. That is the party surf. I thought it was when I was on the dance floor doing Bodak Yellow, but no, swag surf is that. Well, that was the whole bo- audience. Audience, if if you've never seen it, like I don't know, go back. Do you have some of it on the old like social media? I have like, to go get some video. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so go back, audience. Look on the social media, full figure factory, and just see it because. When we're post-pandemic, you gotta just bring at least the white party at back. Least, yeah, because it's it was. I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, and we've had a couple of different. So, so the only thing, the white party is first, but y'all showed up and showed out for that masquerade party. Oh, honey, yes, that was fun. And then the lingerie that came out. Shout out to Livy Ray. Right, shout out to Livy Ray. They came out with, it was classic because I felt like you were all, it wasn't like you were shunning people for doing the lingerie picks, especially poster. It was just how you were doing it, what you were selling in those photos. Was it what we call tasteful? So it's like, if I'm gonna do lingerie, this is gonna be tasteful. In my mind, we were doing our own plus size version of Eyes Wide Shut, baby. (laughs) And the way you guys came in, mm-hmm. because everybody was in mass, the whole, it was just something about that event. The whole aura was just, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is right. This is right. Yeah. And we had a hard time producing and putting that together. Shout out to Lola Pierre. Cause she- Really? Oh yes. We were that thinking about- Because we were thinking about, you know, do we add tables? Um, we wanted it to be sort of banquet styles because mm-hmm. we knew that everybody was going to be really dressed up. And so we wanted you to have a place to sit. So we thought about having, you know, sort of like, t- but then, then, then I was like, but we're going to have so many people. We can't, those yeah. tables are going to take up a lot of space. And we wanted to you dance. Know? Yes. So we did the high boys and that was better. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, that was the first time we had food. Yeah. We had the whole buffet. So a lot of work and planning went into that. Um, and uh, Lola Pierre uh, co- co-produced that with me. So shout out to Lola. It was, she did an amazing job from Honey, the we gotta get everything. We got to get to post-pandemic because I need to come to these parties. <laughs> I told you I, I want to see a good sleigh. Can you imagine what the first party, regardless of who gives it, can you imagine what that first party is going to be like? Oh my gosh. We're going to lose our minds. You know, we. my sister and I figured that's why it was the roaring 20s because they had just got through the Spanish flu in that pandemic. And then when everybody was, it's like what um, the great Gatsby, a little party. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That yes. is going to be us at every yes. party for a good two, three years. We are going to act the fool. We Do you really think, okay. So my, I know this is your interview, so I'm kind of taking over. What do you think when do you think people will be ready to come out in full force like we have been accustomed to? Like if you wanted to give something, if you were going to produce something right now, you and Mickey, you decide you're going to have something in DC, all right? right. When would you do it? When would Some, you think? Summer 2022, spring, summer, summer 2022. And the only reason I said that is because right now, if we think of where we are now and what they're projecting, they're projecting, um, I think, end uh like end of the year this year we should be able to start gathering like it's going to take a few months for people to really start getting back in the thick of that 
So I'm thinking like late spring, summer yeah. 2022. Yeah, I'm if you, Monica, it's yeah. definitely not this year. I'm sorry. No, no. Um, and I, I apologize to anybody that's planning an event for the end of this year. I think that you should um, expect lower than anticipated capacity um, because just people are just, uh, they're not comfortable, you know? Yeah. They're not confident right now. But 2022, yeah. Yeah, we busting out the seats. So let's talk, <laughs> we busting out the seats, but let's let's talk about that because you have the book and you did pivot before did you wrote, pivot. you did pivot. And we, we I remember, cause I was on one of the panels I was moderating. We did a virtual full figured fashion week. Now, what was that like planning for you? Because I know it was like a switch in a short amount of time. Oh my God. So I had said I wasn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I was inspired by the creator of um, Harle- uh, Harlem Fashion Week Row, I think HFR, I'm sorry if I'm getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, I was invited to her virtual show. Mm-hmm. I looked at it and I'm so silly when it comes to things. I thought it was live, mm-hmm. but it wasn't live. But it was so seamless, Monica. Wow. That for an hour and a half, I thought I was looking at this thing live. She had Susan Taylor. I mean, she had anyone who's anyone who's in fashion. Mm-hmm. She had everybody on her show. Wow. In her show, involved in her show. And then I realized I, I got my little uh, internet guru. I said, is this live? She says, no, that's not live. It's been pre-recorded. And I'm like, hey, I can do this. Right. So I used her platform, mm-hmm. which was a learning experience. Um, I assembled my team. And mm-hmm. it was a brand new team. So these are all people who are comfortable with mm-hmm. the internet and its various applications and right. programs and all that. Brought in the guru from Ashley Stewart, who does all the producing of their videos or whatever. And we kind of had a show. We did. It was a lot. It was a lot. And if I if I were to ever do it again, I would not do anything live except maybe the panels. All the fashion presentations mm-hmm. have to be done, have to be pre-recorded. So are we getting it again? Is what I need to know. No. Oh no, no. no. She's like, no, I'm gonna no. tell you that now. No, no, no. no. It's a, it's it, and Monica, we put that together in like four weeks. What? Four weeks. Oh my gosh. I just woke up one day and like, I'm gonna try it. And everybody was like, oh my God, we don't have the time. But you know what? When you got the right team, Monica, yeah, my team was fly. They knew everybody had their own little thing to do. Mm-hmm. And we, did it. we got sponsorship. I didn't even send out sponsorship packages. People really? Ready? No. People I think were people were ready to do something. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And there were a few. There were a few areas that needed work. I mean, if I were to do it again, I would provide more hands-on assistance to the designers. Mm-hmm. Because some designers, they're the creatives. You know what I mean? Um, right. For them to be able to pivot to a virtual production, it was a little, you know, and then so fast, so quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would give them a little bit more, like give them their own tech person from my from my side of the house right. to assist them. That's what I would do to make their presentation even better. better. Okay. You know what I mean? And a few more guidelines. Also, it was too long. Child, I let them do 20 minutes. 20 minutes is a lifetime when you're it sitting is. down watching something virtually. That's too long. I think yeah. it was 25 minutes I gave them. That's a mm. lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. But I didn't know that. It was, you know, it was a learning curve. Yes. Yes. It was a learning curve. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I made something. I don't know. It won't be in June. I'm just saying, you know, we could talk later. <laughs> when you know, we can always talk yes. later. You know, I'm encouraging. you do it. I don't know. It was a lot. Yeah. I just think people are, in a sense, if I think about it, people are looking forward to something from somewhere, you know, because we, I think we still will be in a virtual world. Yeah. This this spring and summer in, in yeah. some capacity, especially with yeah. events that were larger. You know, people might... Yeah. Well, we have the Full Figured Industry Awards. They're coming. They are. Tawana just announced that she's having hers this year in the fall. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, Monica. 
It's definitely not happening in June. <laughs> it's not happening in June, y'all. No, it's, it's not, not happening in June. So no. let's talk. Let's talk a little bit more about the book because this kind of inspired the book. It did. It did. So yeah. let, let's just talk about a little tidbits of what the book teaches. So it's right now. It's an ebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and all I did was write down. Um, I had a the book kind of debuted virtually via mm-hmm. a workshop. Right. And everyone loved it. And they're like, oh my God, this has been so helpful. And then um, I got interviewed on fashion in the fast lane. And then mm-hmm. some people like they were crazy about it. So it's just sort of like a handbook for producers mm-hmm. um, who are accustomed to having um, in-person events. And it just gives you some guidelines on how to have either a totally virtual event or a hybrid event, you know? I know that um, uh, Crusade of Curves, she was one of the first events that I participated in Mm -hmm. uh, as a viewer, right? right, Where it was hybrid. She had some of it that was pre-recorded and that's what hybrid means. Some of your stuff is pre-recorded and some of it is in person. So it's just like I said, this, I, I, I hope it's a hopeful handbook in teaching you about the different platforms. There are so many platforms out there. And right. people think you can't have a great event uh, using Zoom. Yeah, you can, but you may have to migrate, not migrate, integrate mm-hmm. some other platforms with Zoom to make your, your, your event cohesive. Now I will say, do your homework, have a practice event, because one of my events was horrible. Let mm. me just be the first to say, okay? Um, the platform that we integrated with the event platform that I paid for, mm-hmm. the integration wasn't smooth. Right. And so the relay was so slow. And there's nothing like watching a relay and people are like, no. Yeah, I was so disappointed, but it couldn't be helped. It was just, you know, um, and and one of the takeaways, the most important takeaways that I got from doing Full Figure Fashion Week virtual is you think that your audience, because we're all doing virtual events, you think that your audiences, everyone in your audience or all your ticket buyers or all your guests, attendees, whatever name you want to give them. Mm-hmm. Just remember, everyone has various degrees, or, uh, various levels of, of comfortability mm-hmm. with applications and programs. So what seem per- seems perfectly natural for you may not be for everybody. Right. And so you always have to have someone backstage, but accessible to your email. Okay, even if you Mm -hmm. set up an email for troubleshooting, troubleshooting people that can't get in. Mm -hmm. that For some reason, they can't see the recording or they can't see the broadcast. You have to have, and this is where your customer service, just like if you were doing an in-person event and Mm -hmm. someone came in, they lost their ticket, you know? Um, And you know, you always have ways where you can find their ticket on a a paper list, which we don't use paper and stuff anymore. But you have to remember that same concepts, those same concepts um, for customer service have to be translated as well. Hmm. So I learned a lot and I put a lot of that into the handbook because these Mm -hmm. are things that we don't really think about until it's too late. Right. You know, Um, I had young people going, I can't get in, where's the link? There was no link, <laughs> you know, but most events that you have seen lately, they have a link because they're using Zoom. We weren't using Zoom. We were using a totally dedicated plat- event platform. Right. So were, Where's the link? I paid for a ticket. This ain't right. I'm never going to support you again. You just took, oh, Monica? No, no. It was a mess. But again, we assumed and we all know that people don't already read the entire, everything that you send them. It's gotta be in the first line or the subject yeah, line. that's it. Put that in the subject line because there is no link. So, you know, it helped me when I do the next one, if I do the next one. Mm-hmm. See, we're getting closer to yes. <laughs> you got me, Monica. See, I hate these interviews because now y'all trying to, I don't want to be inspired. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so let's, let's get to, because you do great workshops, right? Yeah. 
the silver fox model boot camp. Are you gonna oh do that virtually? God. Oh my God, I have been doing it. You have, okay, so yeah. let's talk because I know that is like your oh baby right there. So for right now, my whole dedication is, I've dedicated my second part of my life to letting everybody know that there are mature men and women out there who are still kicking major butt. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, they still have an interest in fashion. They still have an interest in entertainment. They still have an interest in beauty, healthcare, all that kind of stuff, but mm -hmm. no one's paying attention to them. And if you, when you think about it, this is how I started Full Figure Fashion Week. Right. Was serving an underserved population. Mm -hmm. So now I've identified, while everybody else is looking at children, I'm like, okay, y'all keep them kids. Y'all make those kids models, okay? I'm not gonna deal with the kids. Let's look at the grandparents and the aunties. Mm -hmm. She's fly. She's taking really good care of her. Because fashion doesn't stop. What? I'm trying to tell you. So I just, I've run across so many of them mm -hmm. who want to do something. So in, in addition to the Silver Fox Model Academy, which is the prep zone, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that I can identify a few Stella stars. Right. Okay. And sign them to my brand new agency. Uh-oh, we get some good tea. Fox Talent Agency, which is going to open in March. I'm just waiting for my licenses and stuff. <laughs> I want to represent men and women who are 50 years of age and older. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of my men and women, like their product, junkies and they're out there just you know they're tagging all the brands i'm like before you tag that brand let me sign you okay right. so we can show you how to really do this okay i know that's so right they want to be influencers okay mm -hmm. um because i find that a lot of the influencers who are out there they don't really really they don't really want to share how they got to where they are there are very there are very few yeah. Very few. You see that? You see the audience that can that, see us with our fingers? Very few. About one or two. That's, that's okay. Yeah. But along comes me. I'm going to share it all. Okay? Because I think that there's enough out there for all of us. Mm -hmm. Okay? I think there's enough out there for all of us. So if you want to be an influencer on anything, maybe you just have like, you bought some great toys from Fisher Price for your grandchild and you're just like, oh my God. She screams yeah. until I give her this toy. <laughs> Girl, let's monetize that. Yes. Like Honey, let's make these coins no matter yes. what. Yes. And then the models, commercial, you know, commercial modeling. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on training uh, the silver foxes in runway, mm -hmm. um, you know, because it's different, you know, yeah. um, and if, you know, there'll be some there, but I want them to be multifaceted, all right? If a runway show comes up and they want you, that's one thing, but let's do these commercials. Let's get this lifestyle modeling together. I mean, Monica, I'm so excited. Oh my God. See, this is why you are considered the trailblazer because <laughs> you will just continue to evolve to where you're called. Yep. And I think plus size fashion, you guys are okay now. You know, we have a lot of people doing a lot of great things, mm -hmm. trying to evolve the industry. And I, for me, I think that it's time for some of you, the new cats to come on and take over. Show me what you're working with. Okay. Okay, show me what you're working with and how you can move us forward. Because I'm not really sure moving the industry forward is in the form of a fashion show. I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not sure. That's I'm tea. Really sure. I could be wrong, but I'm not sure. I think people like to see the fashion, but I think you might be right on to something because when I got in the industry, I was always told the industry needed more than models. And I feel like now being on the, where I am in the media part of it, I can kind of see that because yeah. so many people that are supportive of the industry have so many other talents. That's right. That it may be going in a different way. I, we get a lot out of these panel discussions. You know, modeling because of the internet, not saying that the internet has been bad, but if you notice, it's, you see the same branded or, you know, signed models in all the ads. Then we have the fashion shows and they, they are great. 
but we get a lot from the panel discussions, from the influencer events, from where we're connecting with brands and talking to the brands and telling them what the industry really needs, as opposed to just having a show showcasing fashion. Correct. That's a fun aspect. That's one little Correct. event, but you know, we go to these events that are th two and three and four days long mm -hmm. that have so much more than just a fashion mm -hmm. show. And you know what's so interesting? At New York Fashion Week this year, and maybe because it was virtual, mostly 90% virtual, mm -hmm. they finally added panels. Hmm. See, this is why, yeah, I think you're right. Panel and discussion. I'm like, okay, we've been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Guys come. But it's just, I think that the education um, is important, mm -hmm. uh, particularly for the business owners. Mm -hmm. um, and even if you're a model, that's a business. So, it, you know, we're not excluding the modeling piece of it. Um, as a matter of fact, just last week, I re-ran the male model panel in my Silver Fox model uh, private group that I have. Mm -hmm. And the male models in the group were like, oh my God, what a wealth of information. You know, and, and mm -hmm. shout out to you male models. You know, guys are different from us. Yeah, they are. That testosterone is is just jumping and bubbling all in your soul. And can I come sit in there? Yeah, <laughs> you guys may smoke cigars together and take a shot together, but you don't always share the information. And I believe that's because for male models, it's more of a um, what word am I looking for, Monica? They learn by what they see others do, mm -hmm. and it's pretty unique for a male model to seek out formal education and modeling. Mm -hmm. Whereas female models, we'll take a class in a minute. It's we'll a take hot a session. You understand? We will get, find a runway coach. I don't think that's actually happening with the guys. Hmm. And so that may be an area that someone wants to get into providing the training. You know, one guy told me, I don't have no money to take no class. I got five kids. Well, <laughs> okay, that's one that's thing. Like a personal thing. Um, but yeah, I think that, I don't know, there's so many opportunities since this pandemic. I think the pandemic has given us an opportunity to pause mm. so that we can look at everything in a larger scope and just see where we can improve upon certain things. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I've identified a whole new community that I want to help. And that's that's why I'm so excited about this Silver Fox model camp. Yes. I think you're right, though, that the pandemic has given us a time to pause. Because yes. I don't want to say it was just getting redundant with event after event after event after event. But it's almost like what's really needed? Right. What's going to be the most impactful thing for impactful. this for this community and how can we move forward or how can I move forward and what my efforts are to help people. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's just, you know, it did get a little bit redundant. And I also think that it gave like on the design side of the house, I think it gave designers an opportunity to experiment more, mm -hmm. you know, come out of your safety zone, you know, if you only made tubular dresses, now let's start putting like some pockets on the tubular dresses mm -hmm. and some wide sleeves. It's just, you know, it hasn't, it, it hasn't been all bad. No. That's what I hope that we'll be able to say at the end of it, say it was tough, but it hasn't been all bad. And if you use this time while I sleep on, that's mm -hmm. what I want to do. I want people to go, whoa. I've changed my whole look. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying. Look, I'm over here rebranded. Look, I don't know how, how many conversations yeah. Mickey and I've had about okay, how can we make the brand look and it be more cohesive with with the podcast and me being an influencer? Like, how can we mesh it together? Like, seriously, Absolutely. I have I've been through the, the therapy, all of that, just to get back to who I am and what I'm doing. Yes, yes. Because I think that after this pandemic, the pandemic ray has raised the bar somewhat. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Because people are going to be looking for something. Right. right. And it's and, and for you to come back with that same old whackness, 
Well, not whack. That's just shade. But yeah, I'm just saying. For you can throw a little that, bit. You can throw a little bit of shade on it. <laughs> you got it. It's like, well, what you been doing? What you been doing? And then I had a conversation with someone the other day, and she's like, well, you make everybody seem they should be doing something during this pandemic. I'm just tired. Ooh. I said, but you can't die. No. You can't just fall out. You got to move forward. Yeah. And while you're moving forward, you might as well come out shining. You know? You step and that's warm. on Mary's little lamb or whatever the kids are saying. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Look, and that's what? all. But Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just want everybody to, to realize that this is not going to last forever. Mm -hmm. And then whether you come back, uh, you know, out of the pandemic with a better body, a stronger brand, you know more or or fabulous inspirations for how you can turn your show into a virtual or a hybrid product or whatever let's just come out better yeah better that's all i want to be is better that's right i was happy with the old Gwen. i just want to be better i know that's right you know i don't have my time to sit down right? and really think i got this yes yeah I know we, we're drinking more at home, we're eating more at home and stuff, but in between that sip and that crunch, start thinking about what you want to do and how you want to be perceived when the door is open. Mm. You know? Because let me tell you, when we all get together, everybody's going to be, hey, they looking at you. Hey, give me a hug. What you doing? What you been doing? You mm -hmm. don't want to go, oh, man, I ain't do nothing. You don't want to say that. You don't want to say that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so get your rest in 40% of the time, but the other 60% of the time, let's grow. I know that's Come right. Well, we have had a great conversation today. You've dropped. Yeah, have we been on for two hours yet? I don't know. We might have. But we have look, audience, we had to have our little key key. You're going to have to edit. <laughs> yes. Mickey going to be. We You're going to have to edit this. Well, it's all right. Mickey got it. Mickey got it. <laughs> We love him. But shout out to you, Mickey. Yeah, shout out to Mickey. He, he's been a big help to a lot of people in the industry. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But before we go, I need you to tell people how they can follow what you have coming up with the Silver Fox uh, talent agency and how they can just get to know everything that's going on with you. So I want to do this the right way. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm waiting on some licenses and that kind of stuff. Um, but I hope to be able to fully open the agency uh, sometime in March. But I've already locked down the social media pages, baby, because you know, Monica, that's what we have to do. <laughs> so it's uh, Silver Fox Talent Agency on Instagram, Silver Fox Talent Agency on Facebook. Um, but if you want to be a part of the discussion, about the Silver Fox Model Camp and find out what kind of you know opportunities are available to you. Uh, you can follow us on Silver Fox Model Camp on both Facebook and on Instagram. There's a private Facebook group, Silver Fox Model Camp. You gotta add, answer some questions. And yes, one of the questions is how old are you? Okay, because you know you younguns try to get all up in everything. Um, <laughs> and I'm also having a huge talk. Okay. Um, the uh, stream, stream ship, stream yard, or whatever that thing is. Mm -hmm. It's on the Facebook page, the, okay. the private group, Silver Fox Model Camp. And I'm going to be talking about all the different opportunities that I have uncovered mm. for mature men and women. So it should be a blast. Oh, yes. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Like, I don't know if that feels right, me saying I'm Yes, no, I get I it. I get it. I want to inspire you guys to, like, you know, think about something and act on it. Yeah. I don't know if this agency is going to work because, remember, I need people to book the people that I'm booking. Right. I don't know if it's going to work, but you that's not going to stop me. You know, if it doesn't work, you know, because the last thing I want is to have somebody signed on my board. For like two years and not get them a booking that's a problem yeah that is <laughs> that's that's the problem but you hear models say it all the time that they have to hustle on their own yeah 
because yeah. the agencies they're with has so many people. But yeah. you're just starting out. You you might have a lot of success. But I won't. You know, I've already put it in my mind that um, I have a cap on the amount of people for the first year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and if a particular model is not getting booked, there's an issue, and then I will probably work with them to end their contract so they can go on. I might be, I might not be the space for them. You know yeah. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. being with an agency, it's a very personal thing. Yeah. You know, we have to work together, and I just don't want to. Even though the contracts won't be exclusive, I just don't want to put somebody up there and just have them there. You right. Because I think that's what people agencies do they put you up there because your picture is great you know mm-hmm. and it just entices people uh to come look at your board i don't want to do that i really really want to get them some bookings so if you're looking for a voice artist yeah you're looking for some commercial lifestyle modeling or if you just want an older person to rep your brand y'all better get to me brands i know brands be listening to this tea time with monica that's right <laughs> that's right that's right you better get this good tea and you better get those good people Gwen got coming to you yes all right well thank you so much again for coming on you guys Gwen is like she's I want to say Nan different but she is auntie to me honey we when we get together the energy is oh amazing God. she has inspired me so much in the work that I do and where I am now so thank you thank you again for everything Gwen Thank you for having me. Thank you for always giving me an opportunity to reach your listeners. I so appreciate that. Because if you guys don't put me on, child, I got to work by myself. It's hard <laughs> out here for Pip. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, audience, thank you for listening to another episode of Tea Time with Monica. Bye, love. You've been listening to Tea Time with Monica. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast medium. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow me on social media at Monica underscore the curvy diva spelled M-O-N-I-C-A underscore T-H-E-K-U-R-V-Y-D-I-V-A and at Tea Time with Monica.